You're listening to Destination Animation, the show where we sit down with people who have chosen to make their professional work destination animation. I'm your host, Hannah Howell from KPC Radio, welcoming all listeners who are interested in learning more about the animation industry and the great amount of work that goes on behind our favorite cartoons. For today's episode, we have an animator who has worked with visual effects and as a colorist. He worked for studios including Titmouse, Spindle Horse, Disney, DreamWorks, and Netflix. Please welcome Hussein Antaro. Hello. Hi. So you are our first international guest from Indonesia. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, because we have a, another guest who will be calling in from Canada. So, yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, it's great to have the ability to Zoom which I don't think, um, you know, people weren't aware that you could do this not too long ago. So it's awesome that we can do that now. Yeah, I definitely prefer to be in person, but <clears throat> this is great too. Yeah. And I'm sure that benefits you as an animator working for a lot of companies here in the States. Yeah, definitely. Um, before the lockdown, actually, it's quite difficult to find a, an offer. Because most studios only accept in-house workers or local workers. But now they're accepting a lot of remote. So it's it's both good and bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, I feel that if I were to work from home, I'd get tired of just being home all the time. But that's just me. But I don't know, some people, like, especially for, you know, the, in the case of international people, it is it is a great opportunity but you do work in the same place every day, I imagine. Does that ever get tired or do you just get kind of used to it? Oh man, um, it depends on the project usually. If the project is fun, I don't care when yeah. or where I work. Um, I just enjoy the work. Yeah. But if it's boring, it, it gets to me. Like I just woke up and I kind of don't want to work. <laughs> that, that's, that's understandable, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's also weird because... I'm alone in the office, right? In in my house, right? So mm -hmm. I don't have anyone to talk to except through chat um, online. And it feels different from being in person. Mm -hmm. Have you ever, um, or let me ask, how did you first start off in professional animation? Professionally, um, it must have started like about four years ago. I applied to a studio in China to be an animator mm -hmm. and they happen to accept remote workers which is rare so I was really happy and I did the work and from there it just started um I started getting more and more offers I don't usually apply so it's mostly from offers mm -hmm. from and um other studios like that did you have to present do you always have to have a portfolio ready uh, yes. Usually when you apply, you have to show portfolio, but if you don't apply, if it comes from recommendation, say a friend recommending me, uh, I don't usually have to show my portfolio because they already know um, that I am capable. Oh, wow. That, that's awesome. Yeah. I rarely have to show my portfolio. Oh, wow. Are there... What would you say the animation scene in Indonesia is like? 
it is not super exciting, which is why I tend to work um, online, right, for companies overseas. Yeah. But there are some smaller studios here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that I'm not quite familiar with them because they're usually small and there's they're not super popular. Mm-hmm. And also, it's quite difficult to find because they barely have online presence. Yeah. Are there, do you have other, or did you go to any school for animation or did you just learn on your own? I learned on my own. I actually got rejected from art school. From <laughs> national art schools? Yeah, I applied to an art school and they reject me, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I mean, they're hard to get into, so. They are I mean, a lot I mean, of competition. You're here now. The whole point is to go to get in. So, you know, yeah. you got in through that. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm lucky. Sorry. Uh, I'm lucky. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, definitely. And so before, so since you learned it on your own, what made you want to learn animation? Like what's um, the very beginning? I remember like decades ago, I learned how to make stop motion videos with camera. And I thought it was really cool. But at the time, I don't know about animation program. I don't have a computer. So what I do, I just take stop motion pictures with camera and play it in camera. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the start of it. But then years later, when I get into junior high school, um, we had an um, animation class which everyone is, uh, everyone had to take. And I happened to already like animation. So I did really well in it. And it just boosted uh, my confidence in animation. And so I want to do animation. Yeah. Were there any um, animated shows or movies that ins- were big inspirations for you? Oh, definitely. Um, it's got to be number one. It's got to be Castlevania. <laughs> it's, just, it's just great. Which I happen to have animated on. So I'm also lucky in that way. Oh, my God. You, oh, my God. That's awesome. Yes. Season two and season four. Wow. I bet you were really excited to get that gig. Super excited. It's, it, it's like a dream come true. Yeah. I guess that's every animator's dream to work on something that they that they love, you know. Yes, it it is is crazy exciting, and when you get a um, gig like that, you just want to keep going. Mm-hmm. And you know, it makes the spirit burning. I guess I just want to do animation even more. Yeah, and what is the process like of working, you know, overseas? Like, how long do they take to, like, send you the roles that you need to take? And how long? Or just what is the process, I guess? The process of, from, from like, um, of, from, in what way? I guess of being, of being remote. We're working, oh, well, like, we're working for big studios such as Netflix. Like, right. yeah. So, um, usually there's an offer first or I apply, usually it's an offer. Um, they send me an offer. If I'm interested, I'll sign an NDA and then they can show me, oh, this is the project. This is what it's, what it's uh, going to look like. 
this is what I will do. And then if I'm still interested, uh, they'll send me the contract. And that's when uh, I begin to work. Um, I'm only an effects animator for now um, mm -hmm. and also an effects director. So if I'm an effects animator, usually I just wait for my shots to come in for me to start, right? Let's say I have 10 shots and I'll wait for them to send it to me. I'll animate them. After I finish, I'll send it back to them. And then if there's any notes, any revisions, anything I need to fix, they'll send it back to me and I'll fix it. And, and I said, I send it back to them. And it, I, I'm assuming it's like that for any, any project. It's the same kind of thing. For effects in most projects, yes. Uh, because in effects, usually there's no rough animation. There's no cleanup, there's no color. So when I start, I immediately go to clean up uh, without rough, without um, without all the usual process of animation, you know. Mm -hmm. And what about I saw on your website that you also work as a colorist? Oh, oh yeah, that was back in the day, long ago. Before back in uh, the day, I worked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was long ago. Uh, I did everything back then. I was a prop designer. I was an in between artist. I do color. I do effects as well, but now I do just effects and directing. Got you. Would you so would you say visual effects is your favorite out of all of them? Since that's the one you ended up with. It's the one that I am most capable on. So that's literally the only thing that I can do. Um, another one that I'm really interested in is um hand to hand combat. Uh huh. But I am not great at drawing, so I did not what? pursue it. What the heck? No. <laughs> That's why if you look at my Instagram or my Twitter, most of it is effects. Um, I just can't draw, and so that's why I can't pursue combat as far as I pursued effects. I see on your website you have a lot of the explosions. Is that, like, a big thing you do a lot? Yes, it's... um. Because explosion is quite difficult, right? Most artists um, can do explosion, but they cannot do it um, in a great way. So sometimes it needs specialization um, with effects artists. That's where effects artists come from. Mm -hmm. and oh, by the way, that website is really old. <laughs> I, I oh, it's not, really I've, old. Oh, my God. <laughs> I my wanted... works are on Instagram. I'm mostly on Instagram. Okay, got you. But I wanted to ask about since you, you claim that you're not great at drawing, well, how do you, you know, how do you come up, how do you draw or make the explosions happen? See, that's the problem. It's really hard to explain because uh, there's no anatomy in explosion, right? Uh huh. Um, and so it, it really comes down to instinct. Um, it, uh, some tips that I can uh, that I can say is instead of anatomy there's composition um, so you make an interesting shape right the way you make interesting shape is you balance the size of big medium and small if that makes any sense yeah so yeah. instead of anatomy you you focus on the composition make shape that looks interesting and that's where you start 
That's interesting. Yeah. Because I imagine anatomy is a huge thing, like when you learn how to draw or animate. Yes. It's basically the first thing you learn before you can animate characters, right? So with effects, since there's no anatomy, there's only uh, comp composition. Mm, got you. And what, so what is the hardest part of being an animator? Oh man, <laughs> I actually, I've been enjoying animation for so long and I don't really feel like there's a lot of hardships. It, I would say it is the um, environment, I guess, because most people don't see being an artist as a viable job, right? So when you tell people, your uncle or your mom, or uh, you're an animator, they don't think that you're being serious. I, I would say it's that. Um, it's the treatment that we get from people around us who just don't understand that this is an actual job and it's actual passion, not just hobby. Mm -hmm. And other than that, it's been great, actually. That's awesome. That's good to hear. And yeah. what would you say is your favorite part? Oh my God. My favorite part is definitely getting to do something that I love as my job. Like doing effects is, it's, it, it's really, um, probably one of my favorite things to do in the world and I can't believe I'm getting paid to do it it's just great it must be surreal I imagine it is I uh, sometimes I woke up and I just can't believe I'm where I am right now like I'm an animator I'm for real now <laughs> and <clears throat> did you grow so you mentioned that a lot of your peers you know, they won't consider, you know, animation as higher up as other jobs, but are, did you have any peers growing up who were in like the same boat, who want to do creative work, whether it's being an animator, being just an artist or a filmmaker, any of, you know? Oh man, in real life, there's not a lot, like in person, there's not a lot. Actually, I can't think of anyone that I've met in, in person who wants to be uh, like an animator, like in a serious way. Um, mm -hmm. As a hobby, there's been a lot, but being an uh, animator as a job, there's not much at all. Got you. So most of your, most, if you want to find those like-minded, you know, creatives, you go to online. Yeah, it's got to be online. Yeah. It is different. Mm -hmm. It's interesting for me to hear, you know, people's experiences with that because I grew up in Los Angeles, which is like the the home, the home of the entertainment industry. And so I grew up with so many people wanting to be animators, wanting to be filmmakers, writers, and it's just very interesting to see from you know different parts of the world and how it is. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I heard there's a lot of studios in Los Angeles. I have worked in uh, Los Angeles studios a few times now. Yeah. Yeah, I actually found you through um, Hell of a Boss. So. Oh, yeah, that is my favorite project. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Is, Please it, watch is, it, above, guys. is it above Castlevania, though? 
um Castlevania is more uh it's more like a dream right so I'm I was already aware of it before I got to work on oh, it. Oh okay. Hell of a bus is more like a surprise. Got um it. I wasn't sure what I was getting into until the project actually came out. Mm. So it was like a surprise lottery, right? Sometimes projects don't go well. So when I worked on Hell of a Bus and it turned out great, I'm just like exploding with happiness. Just like your explosions. I <laughs> yes. <awesome>. What when, <laughs> when did you get on board with Hell of a Bus? Oh man, I think it's it's almost exactly a year ago from from now. Oh wow! So during the pandemic. Yeah. Their anniversary is in Halloween, right? That is when episode one came out. Oh, and I, I started oh. on episode one. Oh, that's awesome! And you were yeah. on every episode. Every episode except for the pilot. Got you. Got you. And yeah, do you know? Because last week on my show, I had Seth Anderholm. I'm not sure if you know him, but he worked on um, action sequences which I, I guess is a little different from what you do because he, you know, had to draw a lot of like the motions, which I guess is a struggle right. or not something you specialize in. Yep. Do you get to at all interact with the other animators that work on the, the shows? I do. Um, it's different from other studios, right? Usually in other studios, when you work remote, you only communicate to your director. So if I'm, I'm an effects animator, I only talk to the effects director. Yeah. If I'm a cleanup artist, I only talk to the cleanup director. But in Spindle Horse, they have a, a whole server where you can talk to everybody that's involved in the project. So you can literally talk to Fifth herself, the director mm-hmm. um, of, the, of the show, if you want. It, it, it feels different. It doesn't feel like working. It's like a collaboration almost. Oh man, that is that's so cool. Yeah. It is really cool. No, yeah, that that's great to hear that it's not, you know, you're not just slaving away, you know. Definitely not. I have had to slave away though. <laughs> when what? I was starting. Oh, when you're starting oh. off? Yeah. Oh, I was doing anime. Man, doing anime is crazy. How, oh, oh, what's the difference between doing anime and Western animation? Um, mainly in the pipeline, right? Um, they both start with storyboard, animatics, um, rough animation, um, in between cleanup, etc. Right? Mm-hmm. But the pipeline is different. So in Western, if you're a cleanup artist, all you do is cleanup. Mm-hmm. If you're a rough animator. All you do is um, animate rough, right? Yeah. But in in anime, you do everything. So you start making key animation first, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in key animation, you draw the background, uh, you draw the characters, you move the camera, etc. Et you do everything. Wow. Up until cleanup. So one artist can do from rough to cleanup in one shot. Oh, wow. Yeah. I did not oh. know that. That's why it's quite complex. Uh, it's very difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. I imagine it, those are longer. 
it just takes much it's a longer process too and is more tedious yep and also there's no such thing as effects animator you're if you're an animator that's it you do effects you draw the background you draw the character mm-hmm. but in western if you're an effects animator you only do effects so you don't have to think about the characters or the background or the camera mm-hmm. you know that's that's where the difference is got you because yeah i mean there's so many titles in western animation that i don't even know like you know it seems like compared to you know ja- to japanese animation it's it's crazy it is crazy it, yeah. they're developed in a different way right and so um that's how where the difference came from whether it's uh, in the pipeline or the final result mm. And um, do you have any final advice you'd like to offer to any animators? Because I have a lot of friends I know who are, who are trying to get into the animation industry. Oh, man. I would say be patient and do not rely on your education at school. Because I know a lot of people who went to school for art and their work is so-so. It's not great. It's not, it's not really amazing, right? Their work is only great because they practice. It's not because there's um, their college or their art school. So don't worry. Even don't worry if you can't get into art school. You can still study on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just be careful and be brave. <laughs> be careful and be brave. And practice a lot. Draw a lot. Or, yes. yeah animate a lot well don't draw a lot because you might not be great at drawing because you can end up doing explosions instead that's right that's (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right yeah thank you everyone thank you hussein for coming on to the show i really appreciate it thank you for inviting me yeah and thank you listeners listening to destination animation i'm your host hannah howell from kpc radio signing off